Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, and welcome back for part two of Masculine Feminine Money. I hope you're doing well today. I hope you're doing so well today. I hope you are finding those sacred moments with your sacred self. And thank you for tuning in here and spending some of your time today with this message and with this community. Um, So, so glad to have you. Welcome. I have been asking you to leave some reviews on Apple and Spotify. And just now I tuned in to see if there were any new reviews on the Apple podcast app. And there are. So I want to read this to you because it's just so sweet and wonderful. This is from Climbing Lizard. Thank you so much, Climbing Lizard. Every time I tune into this podcast, I'm blown away by the content that Sarah shares. The wisdom that she channels inspires me to dig deeper within myself and gently nudges me to question my current perspective. I really appreciate how Sarah reframes concepts with a high-frequency overlay. This is not just woo-woo ascension. Sarah delivers, it's not woo-woo ascension. I added that just, that's funny qualifier. This is not woo-woo ascension. Sarah delivers grounded ascension actionable knowledge in a courageously vulnerable container. I always look forward to tuning in for more of this podcast awesome. I am so glad that this podcast is landing in you this way, Climbing Lizard, and more. I'm so glad. And the topic of today um, is going to be money, obviously, but I want to actually start with the topic of integrity and how important that is to me. And um, a funny story <laughs> first, funny, not funny. Um, you know, I hold these sacred spaces, sacred women's groups and containers. And um, when we travel, we travel as a soul group. Okay. I really believe that. I believe that we're soul family and you wouldn't be attracted to my message and what's coming out of my mouth if it wasn't also resonating in you, um, which just means we're soul family and that's pretty special. And so, you know, we can trust resonance, but I learn and change and alchemize right alongside those in whatever container I am holding. Like, 
I'm not above anybody at all. Um, yes, I'm a teacher. Yes, I am holding the spaces. Yes, I'm getting paid to hold the spaces because this is how I make a living. But really, I'm alchemizing right alongside everyone else. And this is really important to me. And it's important to me to um, to hold that kind of space and not try to be anybody's like guru um, because that vulnerability that, that, that review spoke about, um, is what I want to model. And this process of feminine, masculine reunification and really what that looks like in real life is what I want to model and encourage us toward. So am I a mystic? Yes. Am I a medicine woman? Yes. Have I done a fuck ton of personal work? Yes. Do I have my channel open? Yes. Uh, do I spend hours and hours every day attuning um, myself to this work? Yes. And so that makes me, I think, like qualified and willing to be able to hold these spaces. And yet it doesn't make me above anyone else, right? That's a really important distinction. And I've been thinking about this a lot with teachers and exchange. But first, I was going to say this. So I hold these spaces. And yesterday, one of the sisters in this um, temple that I'm holding, Temple of Union, uh, the Fall in Love with the King program kind of turned into this um, Temple of Union for some women who have been uh, walking with me uh, for some over a year, um, some on and off. And so one of these really close sisters reported yesterday in our close community that she was experiencing some mouth and jaw pain. And she was taking this to mean that she really was to be in integrity with what went into her mouth and what came out of her mouth. And (laughs) as happens in soul containers. Um, this morning I was, I was really reflecting on that because I've been talking a lot about consumption. I'm in like on this podcast and everywhere I've been talking about consumption. A new podcast episode just came out, um, new earth and you earth with Nixie Marie, where I was interviewed. Um, it's really sweet. I think it's one of the best interviews I've ever done, honestly, because it's an integrity. (laughs) Um, that just came out and I was listening to that and I was talking about the, the consumer program and consumption in that episode. Um, and so I've been really, again, getting more clear on what goes into my body and what comes out of my mouth. And in true soul group fashion, I woke up this morning with my right jaw locked, (laughs) which never happens to me. And yet, you know, what we're processing, we process collectively. And so when we go into these soul containers and we say, okay, we're going to quest for this truth together, we're going to quest for for example, this next level of union together, or um, in other groups, you know, we quest for our sacred truth, things like that. And so we share experiences. And then sometimes even the physical manifestations are shared. And so that's just interesting. And I'm sharing that to say, we're all connected. And today I am really attuned to the integrity um, of of the things that come out of my mouth, which is always important to me on this podcast. But I think over the now 90 plus episodes that I've done, 
this is just becoming more and more and more important to me. And so, yeah, (sighs) pausing to collect that. So today, you know, this, this episode is going to be about money and masculine feminine money and, and part two, right? So we're going to dive deeper into masculine feminine money. And I think the more healthy and unified our consciousness is around masculine feminine money, the more in integrity we are, the more in integrity we are with our energy, with our resources. And, you know, recently I've been reflecting on an experience that I participated in this year um, as my soul and my contemplation has really been doing so much around women's resources, the consumption program, money, energy exchange. You've been hearing me talk about this. And interestingly, I signed up for coaching with someone um, where they had gone from kind of this like rags to riches, but, but through this masculine feminine path. And I was curious to learn more about the methodology and what frequency they were holding. I think that's really the thing, right? Because sometimes, and I talked about this in the soul food for thought podcast interview that I did with Nick Walker, probably two months ago now, if you've listened to that, I talked about resonance and how, you know, different people, different teachers come into our lives when there's something we need to learn from them. And so I felt this resonance with this, I'll say coach, because I wanted to understand better the frequency that this person was holding And so I worked very, very closely with them for months, probably from October 2020 forward um, into the spring and paid more money for this coaching package than I had ever paid for coaching packages before. And toward the end of the agreement, the contract, I actually was it was out of resonance at that point. It was like, I didn't want to do the sessions anymore. And, you know, in this coaching world that exists out there, which I feel like I'm moving farther and farther and farther away from that word in the coaching world, you know, that could be interpreted to say, people could say things like, well, you just couldn't handle that frequency or, you know, you, you couldn't hold that resonance that you wanted to hold. And I am actually going to say, no, (laughs) that wasn't it. It just was no longer in resonance with who I am and who I was becoming. And I'll say that, you know, through the heartland and prosperity transmissions that were occurring in my life, this resonance was just, it was like my energy field was just pinging this out of my field. And so I, I said, you know, thank you so much. And I'm all paid up here, but I really feel complete. I don't, I don't need any more of these sessions. 
And afterward, I tried to reach out two or three times to this person and just kind of clear the air and touch base and never heard anything back. And that has really bothered me. It has really bothered me. And I couldn't put my finger on why. I'm still not sure if I can totally put my finger on why. But my my soul is being with this and my heart is being with this. And I'm constantly asking myself, okay, well, what did I learn from that situation? But more so, who am I in my space and who do I want to be? So I want you to ask yourself that question too, because there's so many impressionable people out there, maybe myself as one of them, maybe I am an impressionable person in your world since you're listening to this. And I am so grateful to be saying something that you want to listen to that is in resonance with you. But if ever I say something that's not in resonance with you, never take my word for something over your own truth. So all the time, what we're doing is cultivating our own truth and the truth of who we are, which is really our source connection. That's what that is. It's our source connection. And the more we are in resonance with our source connection, yes, we're going to need acquaintances and teachers and people that help clear our energy and people that are a mirror for us because we can't see all of our blind spots, that kind of thing. You know, teachers, helpers, mentors. Yes, absolutely. And always standing in the truth of who we are saying, this feels good to me right now. And, or no, this does not feel good to me right now. And so, you know, this week, I was in a conversation just via email with another woman in my life who is older than me, who has walked a path of integrity, as far as I can tell, and is a woman that I want as a mentor. Every time I have a session with her, I am like, you are authentically in integrity. Yes, please. And so I've been paying attention to the not all elders, you know, not all grandmother status, but but people, and right now it's mostly women in my life, where I'm looking at their relationship and I'm looking at the resonance of what is the integrity that they are holding on their path. And when I can feel the most integrity inside of these women, some of which are grandmothers, I recently started um, sitting in uh, a Native American tradition fire circle. And so there are these grandmothers and I'm, I'm looking at them and, you know, I don't pay them for that circle, but then there are other people that I pay as practitioners to hold space for me because we need it. Right. But every one of these people that I realize these are my go-to people. These are the people that I want to hear from, listen to. They're all generous in spirit. They're all in their heart and they are in deep integrity. And so I realized this whole thing, this whole game in this coaching world of 
how high can I, you know, spike up the, the package cost? How much is someone willing to pay to work with me? Um, you know, and this idea that the more you pay, the more important you are. Obviously, I'm like paraphrasing these things down, but you can feel the energy. All the time, I am more and more and more over this coaching industry, which when I left education and I was like going to be, you know, in this category of life coach and I wasn't really ready to own my energetic gifts and I hadn't necessarily honed those energetic gifts, um, I, I didn't know what else to call myself. And what my soul and spirit has been telling me is like, I am further and further and further away from that word coach. And so I still don't know what that word is. If anybody is like, this is what you are. Um, you know, I'm always willing to hear that. It's so funny because it's been over three and a half years and I'm like, well, (laughs) I'm a lot of things. Um, I'm a friend and I am a shamanic priestess and I'm a mystic and a space holder and I hold a magical space. So there's going to be soul alchemy in the space that I hold. You know, when you and I show up, we are in a relationship and that, Ooh, it's that it's that partnership and relationship that when people say yes, in my spaces and containers. And when I say container, I mean like groups, you know, like the membership is a container because we're all there together for that purpose. My, my one-on-one, like one-on-one containers and group containers, right? You get the word container. When we enter into that, we are in a partnership and a relationship. And I think that's why like my feelings were hurt when this person totally blew me off after working with me for months. I was like, what? You know, let alone the energy exchange. Like I paid that person a lot of money. Something happened inside of them. I don't know what it was where there was a fence or the story that they told themselves about me was like to heck with her, you know, whatever it was. But when I reached out, person to person. And that person could not respond with integrity of partnership. I really learned something. I really learned something about how to choose and pick my mentors. And, you know, the, the woman with the most money (laughs) back to masculine, feminine money, the woman with the most money is not always (laughs) the woman with the most heart and integrity. And so as we are listening to this, we're listening about masculine, feminine money, and I've created this resource for you. It's a free PDF. You can go to sarahpoet.com and hop on my email list and receive the masculine, feminine money PDF. As we're looking at this, first of all, this is like step one. This information that I'm bringing forward in the masculine, feminine money, it's information that we can bring our attention to for a very long time. Okay. So this is like a a diagnostic tool and a self-reflection tool. And like, where am I? Oh my gosh. You know, if you look at this and you, you self, um, I'll say self-evaluate, but not 
criticize, but just self-reflect on the six categories that are in the masculine, feminine, money resource, if you look at that and you say, whoa, I am so in my hyper-masculine essence, wow, what does my soul know is the medicine for that? Oh, I want to explore more about this conscious feminine relationship with money. Okay. Right? So life is always giving us these opportunities to reflect. Like, how did I spend my money? Why did I spend my money that way? How did I consume this resource? How did I let myself be consumed? Like my own resources. How did I let those resources be consumed and why? Oh, it's because I was, you know, for example, in my wounded feminine and I wanted love. And so I was willing to give away my resources, right? So this is empowering information because once we have the information, then we can take our next steps at integration. But I will say that this, I I had to sit with part, between part one and part two, I was like, maybe I'll get that next part out in a couple of days. And it actually took me a week because there is so much to talk about in this space of conscious masculine and conscious feminine and the actual magic that is really at play when you are in those frequencies. And I'll say within yourself, right? Where we are moving toward this conscious union within ourselves because, um, you know, that's our playground right now. That's like, that's who's here. You're here (laughs) listening to this. So I'm talking to you about your inner feminine and masculine. And for many, many women, it's this integration of inner feminine and masculine that is actually going to be super empowering and clear up many, many distortions. I would say all of the distortions between you and money and love. Okay. And so you stop projecting those things onto men or like the external, because we've been entrained to do that for thousands of years. And now we are pulling back our energetic sovereignty and saying, okay, what is my next step? What is my next step? I have a lot of resources for you on this path. It's pretty much exactly what I have been making for you. So the feminine masculine pathway to reunification is on my website for download. Um, and also structure and flow is my 90 day planner system for you to come into, um, right relationship with your time, energy, money, you know, with your feminine resources. And it's, all about feminine masculine balance, like throughout your day. And you track your resources and your time and your money for 90 days and amazing things happen. And so that's available as well. You can look at sarahpoet.com or contact me because that structure and flow is actually available in a couple different formats. Now you can do private coaching. You can almost do it on your own. So I have these resources for you and remember that the closer we get to that internal union, the more we're going to naturally understand the magical and alchemical steps of that union and how it applies to money and creation consciousness. And some of it, I would say 
most of it, I'm actually not going to be able to explain to you in this podcast episode. So we're going to look at the archetypes of conscious masculine, conscious feminine today, but you know, the extent to which this comes together in the physicality, in the the mind that is open and the consciousness that is ready for that information, and in the alchemical magic of actual union, where you start to open up to um, not only the union within, but the union with the divine. That is what is going to actually, you know, cultivate and um, regenerate the creation consciousness, you know, this, this cosmic, I've been calling it the cosmic bloom, this cosmic bloom of regenerative consciousness, um, and prosperity that, that can be, we're also talking about new earth frequencies, because we have not, this is really important, we have not known in our culture, a model for being in right relationship with money um, in union with masculine feminine. Boom, that needed to be said. We have not known it. So if you know my story at all, I'll be concise here. I walked out of a career after getting two master's degrees, climbing the career ladder, knowing how to lead programs, knowing how to create schools, knowing how to do so much, walked away from that because that was a lot of masculine energy. And I created Embodied Breath. And one of the quests that I don't think I could have articulated at the time, but it was like, how to come into right relationship between healthy masculine, healthy feminine, and thrive. And that is new earth consciousness. That you know, is, is the heartland, the prosperity codexes that I've been talking about. And that's the path that I've been living in real life for a long time, you know, and especially 2020, 2021. So, uh, be sure to listen to that new earth podcast episode N U earth with Nixie Marie. Um, I don't know the number, but it's the most recent one. And, uh, I, I storytell and it's just, uh, it's so beautiful <laughs> um, because it's just so real life, but real life through the eyes of the mystic about um, what this quest really has looked like recently and really having to clear up so many energetic distortions, so many energetic distortions between masculine and feminine that impede true prosperity. So, you know, anyone that is, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm willing to say this. This is the, the only way that I'm interested in making money. And anyone who is not making money in integrity with conscious feminine, conscious, conscious masculine, conscious union is actually not my teacher, not my teacher, not for me. And so, you know, I am, I am questing. I am figuring out the energetics. I am um, listening to mentors in this area and I'm on this path. And, you know, I can, I can definitely still willing to share with you and reach out my hand to share with you what I have uh, figured out so far, um, which will not be in totality in this podcast episode. But thank you for being here. Um, our relationship, even though I have never met some of you, I've never 
seen your face, talked to you. I don't know your stories. I could not tell you how much it means to me to know that you're listening and that these words that are coming out of my mouth here in this little closet podcast recording studio that I have going on in my apartment, that this is landing somewhere within you brings tears to my eyes. It is everything. And that relationship, if we never get any closer, I just want you to know that that relationship means a lot to me. And everyone, um, everyone listening, I'm so sorry, the women listening, ah, uh, one day I'll have a co-ed option, but the women listening um, right now, this is why I am creating the Sacred Remembering Membership. So that we come closer in that relating. And and we can have these kinds of conversations with Q&A, with the sharing of story, with, you know, you posting a post, you will have live calls, but then there's also a membership area, a community area where you can post questions and other women can answer. You can say, this is what I'm exploring right now. Who's had experience with this? You can say, oh my gosh, my relationship is going through this. Who's got some advice? Or I just need to say this truth in a space of women and be heard. And I have been doing this long enough to see that that is the space that magic happens. That is the space that authentic, actual magic happens. And no part of me is interested in selling you anything with any kind of hype at all. (laughs) At all. What I want to do is create opportunities that change lives. And I know that that's what's been happening because my life has been changing in these containers and other women's lives have been changing in these containers. And I know absolutely the power of women stepping into their truth and walking this path of masculine feminine reunification and walking the path to their own truth. And so this is, well, and relational sovereignty, energetic sovereignty. So this is why I'm creating the Sacred Remembering membership. It will be open in September. So stay close, stay tuned. And if you're not on my email list at sarahpoet.com, please get there. So I'm going to take a pause and be right back with the second part of masculine feminine money. Okay, so let's get down to it. Now, if you did not listen to my last episode, go back and listen to that one too, because I'm breaking down these six archetypal categories of how the masculine and feminine relate to money, which if you look at the whole ebook, it can really be a map and the way that I'm laying it out in the order that I'm laying it out can also be a map. So look at this. So last week we talked about the hyper masculine, which is more of the taker, you know, the unhealthy patriarch, the tyrant, right? Like I'll just take the resources that I want. Um, Also less severely, it is, you know, I will perpetually push for the acquisition of resources 
even to my own detriment, the environment's detriment, you know, the feminine's detriment. So I will use up resources in order to acquire more. Okay. So that's the hyper masculine. And that is often in relationship with the wounded, unconscious, or um, deflated feminine. Okay. And this is the pattern that we see in patriarchal masculine feminine relationships where the masculine was like overpowering of the feminine. And so the deflated feminine, just in quick summary, um, you know, doesn't seem to ever have enough resources, doesn't know how to get on top of having enough resources, is willing to give away their time, their energy uh, for less exchange because, you know, they're either the struggle with the self-worth or the lineage programming and patterning of, well, I just have to do this. I just have to give myself away because, you know, I'm a woman and I'm tired, etc. So, that is what we're used to, right? Then today I'm going to talk about the hyper feminine and wounded masculine, and then some aspects of the conscious masculine and feminine, what they look like. And that is a map in that. Um, I think I'll start by, by talking about the hyper feminine because oftentimes on our walk, back to consciousness as women, like we're reclaiming the feminine and we realize like, oh my gosh, the feminine has been so suppressed for so long. I'm going to uh, get it back. And then we go after the sacred feminine with all we've got. Um, and we start sticking up for ourselves and our feminine. And it's like, we go hyper feminine. We go hyper feminine. I totally did this. It was like, I wanted, you know, embodiment, trauma reclamation in my body, spiritual access. I wanted flow, flow, flow. I wanted, you know, every day was like oracle cards, um, you know, like listening to manifestation teachings, like money was just going to fly into my life if only I, you know, was like feminine enough. Okay, so there's a lot of this like spiritual teaching kind of goddessy world that is very hyper feminine, but is not holding a frequency of actual wealth and prosperity and money because it's not integrated with the masculine in a healthy way yet. Okay, so often when I'll just say when a woman goes hyper feminine, it often deflates her masculine, which makes a lot of sense because if we don't have homeostasis, then, you know, we're going to have hyper and hypo. Okay. So, you know, this is a great example. I just, I'm kind of laughing at myself and I know that so many people listening are doing this right now. And so I'm not laughing at you, but I'm like, sisters, come on. So, you know, there are these gorgeous stores here in Asheville where I live that have like gorgeous pieces of jewelry, crystals, oils, amazing clothes, right? And so I would like not have any money and be in this hyper feminine, be attracted to oils and crystals and oracle cards and beautiful, beautiful things. I'm a Taurus moon. I'm a Virgo rising. I love the physical. I love beautiful things. Okay. And so I would be like attracted to 
these beautiful things and really not have any idea like what money was going to come in or really even how much money I had to spend, but like, oh, I would, I had just gotten a chunk or yay, you know, whatever. I'm like ignoring the numbers, but I would go to these stores and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to buy this special crystal necklace. And this special crystal necklace is going to be my next piece of a magical totem that's going to bring more money into my life. Girls, I know sisters are out there listening. I'm like, I've done that a million times. Okay. So do crystals and beautiful things like, you know, accentuate our lives? Absolutely. Yay. And if we are in the hyper feminine, this is the kind of behavior that we exhibit where we're like, oh, you know, it's this magical thinking about money. And do I like magic? Yes. But actual alchemy, I'm really more all about that than just like magically thinking, but nothing actually happening. And so when I say alchemy, it's like, well, sister, you got to get in a right relationship with the masculine and the beautiful components of the masculine, like structure. Structure is so hot. Structure holds space. Okay. Um, And so like, what is the masculine's plan? These are conscious masculine attributes. What is the masculine's plan for building the structures to bring in the money? And if you can't answer that, then don't be buying any more crystals right now. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, you know, I love you. You know, I do. I love my former self too. Okay. So I want to talk about wounded masculine and what that looks like. Okay. So I had to pause and take a breath here because I feel like this is a really big thing to talk about. Um, This really enters the space of my heart as I begin to... um, talk about the deflated masculine because deflated masculinity is heartbreaking to me. So, okay. Well, first of all, in the example that I was just giving about, you know, the absence of structure, the absence of containers to hold the money, um, the absence of a plan, these are all deflated masculine concepts. It's like the masculine is responsible for holding the form, right? Like it it holds the consciousness, the structure of the energy that comes into form. And so if you want more money, getting into right relationship with conscious masculine is really important. Why this is difficult for women is because women have trauma related to hypermasculine. And so sometimes they're like, well, I don't really, you know, the masculine at all feels like I, I don't know how to be in relationship with that. I don't have a healthy example of that. And so a lot of spiritual women are actually attracted to deflated men in this energetic because these men can present as spiritual and conscious, a lot of times they have actually denounced money, like, I don't need this. Um, It's, you know, it's evil. 
it is the perpetuation of the darkness in the world, that kind of thing. And there is, and I'm, I'm being careful with my words or actually my voice feels a little constricted because this hits really close to home and really personal relationships with men that I've had relationships with. And so if you sense me going, uh, 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 um, <laughs> that's why. So um, I'll share a story actually, because that's coming to mind. And I share this with love. But not all that long ago, um, someone that I knew well, um, there was, I'll just say, you know, within the span of the last few years, how about that? That's vague. Um, (laughs) There was this man that I knew very, very well, and there was talk of partnership. And I'm on this path of building my business, building my, you know, legacy and coming into right relationship with feminine and masculine and coming into right relationship with the conscious masculine that holds the consciousness and containers of my creations. And I was quite surprised when this man said, you know, I, I'd like to be in long-term partnership with you, maybe not now, but eventually. And um, you're the only woman that I can really see myself being with. And I said, wow, um, but where we are on money doesn't align because he had denounced money. And, and the question that I asked him was, okay, so, you know, let's say I build this thing and I work hard. I'm currently a single mother. Um, you know, I, I figure out the energetics and it gets to the point where I buy land and I buy my farm, you know, my, my dream land here in the um, Western North Carolina mountains. And I said, I bet you'd really like to come and live on that land, wouldn't you? And he said, yeah. And I said, no, no, because the deflated masculine has to be able to hold the frequency of the money. And so if I'm in that union space of creation of the money, holding the frequency of the money, then my partner has to also be. And so I hear over and over again from women how men who are trying to be conscious and even feigning consciousness, like they believe that they're conscious, are relying on her for money. Women, I'm going to say no no, 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 because he's not in his conscious masculine and he might have a lot of justifications, like a lot of justifications. And he might be a beautiful human. And if he is not holding or able to hold the resonance and the frequency of money, that is actually a deflated masculine archetype. No shame And let me also talk about where that comes from, okay? Because if you go to the PDF that I made you, the Masculine Feminine Money PDF, you'll see that in this category, I'm talking about the feminine. Um, I'm sorry, about his relationship to the feminine. And this is where if a man has a hurt relationship with the feminine, which most men do, Um, It's called the mother wound. 
And so if a man has an active mother wound where he's holding on to a hurt or a breakup or, you know, that woman didn't um, think I was enough or, you know, I worked and worked for that, but I couldn't ever please her or he wants this woman to come back into his life because he doesn't think he can be complete without her. And he's, you know, trying to, he doesn't feel like he can create his legacy without the woman. All of the above, those are deflated masculine aspects because what he really needs to do is resurrect his relationship with the divine mother. And I've talked about this in other spaces, and so I won't go into it in depth, but it is a space that that requires a lot of depth to look at. So a man who is projecting his wounding, his hurting, his lack of consciousness about the feminine in himself, his relationship to the divine mother, he's going to project that onto women And the woman's going to be like feeling really depleted, honestly, because what just came to mind is like the milk of the mother, like the milk of the divine mother and like the, you know, the breast, the metaphorical divine mother breast. And, and the woman has this energy. And so if women, you are feeling tapped out and depleted in your relationship with a man, this is probably the archetypal dynamic that you have going on. Now, if you are married, you're in it, you want to re... Well, you don't have to be married. I don't care if you're married. If you are in a long-term relationship or you're in a relationship that matters to you and you want to restructure these dynamics talk to me because that's where my couples coaching can absolutely help you because we can help to get you into archetypal re restructuring, rebalancing, okay? Or into a healthy, conscious feminine and masculine within you both. And I love that. I love that. And it's very possible to do that might take some time, but it's very possible to do that, um, especially because a man does not feel like a man when he is actually carrying this energetic and he might defend himself and, you know, want you to show him the love and prove to him the love of the divine mother, all that. He's going to do all that. And women, I'm going to say red fucking flag, like, don't do it and you do not need to be the milk of the mother for a man and that is never going to turn a boy into a man ever the milk of the mother does not turn a boy into the man he's got to go to the divine feminine within himself and and he's got to do a lot of of that kind of archetypal work that i won't go into here so red flag if you see a spiritual man who is collapsed in his own money frequency, then ask yourself, do I want to be the lifeblood for this man? Because that's probably what it's going to turn into. Okay. Yikes. Sorry to tell you. No, I'm actually not sorry to tell you because I really want you to know that. (laughs) So sorry, not sorry. Okay. All right. Everybody take a deep breath. 
yeah, we're humans, humans in a patriarchal system that's on its way out. Here we are coming into the new earth, coming into union, coming into prosperity. We're on this walk. And so we have some unwinding to do as humans and some re-patterning. Good news is it's possible. Okay. I'm here for you. (laughs) I got you. Okay. So let's talk about the archetypes of conscious masculine Conscious feminine. Dun, dun, dun. And, and like you can feel, maybe you can feel where I'm sitting. I can feel the actual energy just like, because we just went into king queen territory. Okay. Not like human, you know, king queen on throne, but like king consciousness, queen consciousness, sovereign consciousness. So I think where I'll start is to say that if you're in, King consciousness or queen consciousness. By the way, these are just words I'm using. We could say conscious masculine, conscious feminine, whatever words work for you. But this is the archetype that's free of distortion. Archetype that's free of distortion. Humans are not free of distortion. We've always got things we're working out. Humans are not archetypes, but the archetypes make up who we are. So if you look at this ebook, you're going to see yourself in the six archetypal categories that I've laid out. It's just, it's a map. It's a way of understanding. So you're going to see yourself in all of them. Okay, beautiful. So, but, you know, hopefully over time, the bulk of where you see yourself will be in conscious masculine and conscious feminine. And women who are our primary listenership here, you need to also be in right relationship with your conscious masculine and your conscious feminine, because these two are going to work together. My hands are kind of going in this figure eight side by side kind of motion, right? Like this is union. They work together. So the king consciousness has done his work. I'm using pronouns, but it's not gendered. The king consciousness has done its work to integrate the conscious feminine. And it walks with the conscious feminine hand in hand every step of the way. And the conscious feminine has done its work to integrate the conscious masculine and does so every single step of the way. It is an honorable relationship. It is a symbiotic relationship. It is union and unity consciousness. So what happens when we apply that to money? Well, a lot of things, but here's where we get creation, right? Like, I mean, masculine and feminine are really all that is. And so when we look around, like in a pristine forest, and we see all of this, you know, beautiful life and prosperity, well, how did that get there? It's because the masculine and the feminine are creating together. So prosperity consciousness has so much to do with creation consciousness. The old world would tell us, the old patriarchal, you know, uh, like Piscean era, era would tell us, go out and work hard, moving physical pieces around until you can, you know, bring home the paycheck in X amount of dollars. And this is how you earn money. And in the 
Aquarian age, in the new earth frequencies, we are starting to say, wait a moment, wealth is regenerative. Wealth has no bounds. Prosperity has no bounds. And the more I am in any of us are in unity consciousness and unity frequencies. Our inner feminine is, oh my gosh, like birthing these ideas, you know, from the womb space, from the space of creation. And the masculine is picking up the wisdom of the feminine and being in that gorgeous masculine discernment and saying, okay, well, I only have so much energy right now, you know, and so I'm going to discern that there could be these five steps, but I'm actually going to condense it into three, conserve my energy, be highly efficient, create this energy. And the feminine is going to say, oh my gosh, you are so smart. So amazing. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for taking care of our, our village, our kingdom, right? And then that energy of yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you is going to enliven the masculine and he's going to get his job done even more, um, you know, excitedly because she's giving him this energy. And so, that is going to result in creation upon creation upon creation. So the masculine, this beautiful discernment, it, it discerns where the resources are going. It knows that it's responsible and responsible for caretaking and the caretaking of the energy. Um, my son and I have been watching the Netflix show Merlin like all summer. Um, this is like our evening routine at this point. We're almost done with it. I don't have my critique and review of this series in yet. I'm I don't think it's very positive. Uh but I don't I'm gonna give it a chance the whole way to the end. But um anyway, you know, we do see glimpses in this series of Arthur as this benevolent king. You know, he brings forward the round table. He wants to hear from everyone. Um, if something is going on in one of his villages inside of his kingdom, he is there with his physical presence saying, what is needed? What is needed of me? Okay, I have these resources. I'm going to share them, share the provision with everyone in my kingdom. That's Arthurian, that, you know, King Arthur, you know, this beautiful masculine essence. I'll just say right now, I don't think the creators of the Netflix series really understood <laughs> that this old religion that they talk about and the high priestesses that they talk about was really the goddess and the returning of the goddess. And I'm halfway through season five, which is the final season. And I do not see an indication that Arthur is going to understand that he needs to reunify with the goddess, which is like the plight of all men. And what Arthur did actually understand. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm waiting. I still have half of season five left, but we'll see. But in regards to the physicality of his kingdom, he, he was provisional. Okay. I can't even remember how I got on that King Arthur tangent at this point. <laughs> um, but, but those are provisional energies of the conscious masculine. The conscious masculine says, what, what is my kingdom? And he's also creating a kingdom, creating a legacy. He's investing, investing money and he's investing in his community. 
Whereas the hyper-masculine, the patriarchal tyrant is taking from and saying, oh, okay, you grew these crops. Now you owe me those crops or you owe me rent. Um, you know, this is, this is saying the, like the opposite, the opposite of that. Like, how can we all build the kingdom together? So the king consciousness supports true sustainability because that's how he's going to support his kingdom and the provisional consciousness to to take care of those in his kingdom okay so women we need this consciousness like if we are entrepreneurial or we're single mothers or or we're just like anyone we need this consciousness and not projecting that onto you know a man or society expecting anybody else to understand this right now because you are on a very innovative journey okay and so you are saying what is my relationship to these provisional king frequencies am i in my wounded feminine just begging for it hoping it drops out of the sky am i in my um hyper feminine thinking well if i meditate enough it'll just like pop up okay so the conscious feminine let's go there the conscious feminine has a relationship with yes the conscious masculine and also the the masculine aspect of god And so where she's getting her information from and how she knows to flow in our culture, when we talk about sacred feminine and talk about flow and surrender and trust, we're just skimming the surface, in my opinion, of these actual embodied conscious feminine frequencies that really allow this dance with this cosmic masculine king consciousness and the trusting of all of life. And a woman really has to be pretty far along on her journey, having healed a lot of her masculine-related trauma because the masculine-related trauma from the patriarchy takes her out of trust. So a woman cannot be in her true creation consciousness Because that comes so much from the womb-heart matrix connection. And that womb-heart matrix connection, I'm just calling it that, like I see it like geometry. Um, By the way, in the membership site, go through the divine mother sequence, and that brings online this heart-womb connection. Um channeled that before I really knew what I was doing (laughs) with that. I didn't know why I was coming through, but it had to come through. Um, And so that's what that is. So, you know, women were healing these layers and layers and layers of masculine related trauma, which is so important because that trauma is going to live in our lower centers. We know this. We know this. And, you know, like women are constantly trying to heal their lower chakras and and get this junk, this trauma junk out of the lower chakras and out of the throat and out of the heart space. Well, sister, yes, keep going, keep going, right? And I'm like, how much information do I want to give in one space? Um, Because it is complicated. Although, no, it's not. Because 
the more you continue to align to your sacred sovereign truth and the truth of who you are, the more this will alchemize and transmute. And so that can be your prayer that you wish to know this, that you wish to have sovereignty over your own centers, your own body centers. And it will happen. Over time, it will happen. And so the conscious feminine has access and remembrance to these centers. And the more and more and more trauma and miasma that you heal and clear from these centers, the more your creative um, alchemical potential comes online. But that potential happens because your goddess nature is in relationship, in right relationship to the cosmic Christ, the cosmic masculine nature. And so even if, you know, you're a single woman, you're sitting there like in your own meditations and developing these relationships on your own, that's great. I would say, I mean, that's the path that I'm on right now. And it's, it's wonderful to be doing this actually without a partner. So if, if you don't have a man that's practicing this stuff with you, no shame, no worries at all, because women who are understanding this kind of energy and alchemy are truly new world leaders. Absolutely. Because you're not projecting this masculine consciousness onto a man saying, somebody please show up and hold this conscious masculine essence. No, you are being with these frequencies, being with these exchanges so that you can become this creatrix that can call in your true and authentic prosperity in alignment with the truth of who you are. Very important. In alignment with the truth of who you are. That's how these prosperity frequencies work. And you are in right relationship with these cosmic aspects of the masculine and they are operating in you and you are trusting the divine and trusting the provision of all of life and listening to that discernment and then taking action in your own masculine and and then you know cultivating the the energy the regenerative energetics with this womb heart connection of the feminine so obviously there's a lot more there and a lot of magic there and i just want to say so much love to you Wherever you are on your path, wherever you are in your path. And when you get this ebook, this masculine feminine money, again, notice where you are and notice what feels like a mm, yummy yes in your system and what feels crummy, like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm over that. Okay. And so you consciously decide that's how we take our next steps on the soul journey. That's what we need to do. So you're consciously saying, oh, okay, now I understand a little bit more about what masculine, feminine, money, consciousness can look like. And I'm walking on that path and I'm clearing the distortions that I've inherited from a patriarchal culture where I didn't, I didn't know. Okay, so give yourself a break, like no shame in in whatever's going on. But please, I hope that this 
couple of pages of, of information in masculine feminine money is helpful to you to self-reflect and then to just ask yourself where you're going next and decide. Okay. And then what Ever space you are on that journey, wherever you are in your steps, you can reach out to me for private um, space holding. Call it mentorship, coaching, priestessing you up, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, I got you. And I, I love to watch you come into greater and greater prosperity as you are in greater and greater alignment with your truth. I think that is the path that so many of us are on right now. It's like, okay, in this new earth, we want to be who we truly are. Obviously, that's the only way to be. Um, and, and the way we have earned money has, been so much of the reason. <laughs> wow, this is huge. What I'm what I'm saying, I'm like, whoa. The need to earn money has been the greatest obstacle to you actually claiming your truth for so long. Am I right? Am I right? So as we move forward, you are going to be in more and more sacred alignment with the truth of who you are. And the ways that you figure out to make money, create money, you know, generate money, all of those things are going to be in more and more alignment with the truth of who you are. And I am here for that. All of what I'm creating right now is, is here to support you in that. So thank you for being here. Remember to stay connected. Be on the email list via sarahpoet.com. Check out the offerings there. Um, let me know how I can help you, serve you. And the membership is opening in September. And I cannot wait to see you there. So much love. Until next time. So if you're still listening, this popped in after I thought I was done recording. And I recorded the intro and then I recorded the podcast. And then I thought, wait, there's a, a a pulling together of them. And so that's how my mind and soul work. And so this is that, uh, attempt at, a conclusion, although I know that much of this is going to be percolating in all of our minds. So I started out talking about being in integrity and in a relational exchange where money and energy is concerned and how that's the only kind of business relationship that I am interested in, you know, where there's actual conscious feminine and masculine and that conscious feminine, which I didn't really go into all too deeply in the episode, you know, that conscious feminine lives in the heart and the heart of the feminine that has the union frequency in it is very giving, very abiding, holds no grudges, right? And so the, the frequency of that feminine combined with the space holding of the conscious masculine is just so, so beautiful. And 
while these two are having a right relationship, you know, in a conscious relationship with money, that also means that these two feminine, masculine, and consciousness are having right relationships with those in their field. So where money is exchanged is naturally a relationship of integrity. Do you see that? So yeah, I think that's the the conclusive piece that I wanted to come back around to is that the exchange that has been happening for so, so many years in patriarchy has been one of, you know, diminishment as the feminine has been diminished. And as women, as we come back into integrity with money, it's not just about how much can we have now. It's about, am I in right relationship? Am I provisional as the masculine is beautiful? Am I emitting these frequencies? Am I taking care of my tribe? And, you know, yes, am I taking care of? Absolutely. But is exchange in integrity? And if there's not a relational component to that exchange in business at this point and going into a new earth, then no, it's not in integrity. And so I am staying in integrity. Um, I have, you know, gotten it wrong many times and that's my commitment to you, to myself. Um, it's been landing in me for a very, very long time. And I'm just now articulating, um, the, the sacred vow you know what? That's what it is. It's a sacred vow. So this is a very, very important topic because our frequency of provision, our frequency, our currency, our value exchange has so much more to do with all of life, with the prosperity of thriving life than traditional dollars, money, um, showed us, you know, that construct came out of an old form of exchange. Now we are bridging a new form of prosperity, a new form of exchange. Yes, we're using money, you know, we're using different currencies to do that exchange. And, you know, I think this is what people are touching on when they're saying money is energy, but no, that's not a, an adequate manifestation idea because if you're not in true union frequencies, um, then you're not going to actually live the energetic of prosperity. Um, and so in that way, money is not just energy. Okay. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Actually, I think um, Violeta Pleshakova did she, she talks about that. So I always talk about Violetta on, on my podcast, but you can go, um, hear what she has said about that, um, <laughs> that BS. So whether it was written or on her podcast, I can't remember. Um, 
So thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for, you know, being on this continual exploration. And I'm going to continue to deliver to you um, the transmissions and downloads, obviously, as, um, as they come to me and as my soul guides me to share them on this podcast with you. So that is my conclusion. Thank you so much for being here. And I love each and every one of you. Um, head on over to sarahpoet.com if you haven't been there. And be sure to please leave a review, rate this podcast, share it with a friend, make sure to subscribe your energy in that direction. Very, very, very much matters to help bolster this podcast to get it to more people to honestly help me make a living, right? And, um, and to spread prosperity. So thank you for your energy. Thank you for being here. So much love. May you be prosperous. So much love. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering. Thank you.